All right. Um, afternoon, everyone. Um, so my name is uh, Nick Chasimpa. I'm a researcher working with BBC Media Action, and I'm basically here to talk about, you know, uh, how good programming can lead to, you know, social change. Um, so in Zambia, uh, two of uh, the projects that we're working with, uh, one of them is called the Radio Waves Project, the other one is called Zambia Speaks. Now these projects have been running for the past four years, and basically what we do is that we work with community radio stations for the most part. Uh, we have a few uh, commercial radio stations, I think three of them now that we've partnered with, but the majority of the stations that we have, uh, of the 20 stations that we, we partnered with are community radio stations. And basically the aim uh, of these two projects is to see a vibrant radio um, that you know supports stations to, to be trusted uh, platforms for dialogue and in you know, holding their leaders accountable. So that's basically that uh, what we do uh, with these stations. Now, in working with these stations, um, we've basically tried to take a holistic approach with the stations. As I said, most of them are community radio stations, and, and when we talk about community radio stations. Some of them literally don't even have an experienced uh, journalist working there. So what our uh, BBC Media actually does is that it goes there with mentors and takes a holistic approach. Uh, basically, we do capacity building on editorial, you know, production, business development, networking. You know, we have financing, uh, human resource, and technical uh, skills. Uh, as of 2018, we were working with about 15 stations, and most of them are community radio stations. And at this time, only two of them were commercial. Um, uh, with, uh, throughout the country. Now, what do we do exactly? So we we go with with um, uh, experienced mentors, you know, production mentors. These are journalists that have worked before uh, in other areas, and they go into the stations. They train these particular uh, uh, people or mentor them um, throughout the duration of the project. And then we also have training workshops uh, with them. Uh, you know, the workshops basically on on editorial income generating. And at the end of the day, they produce weekly governance programs. Um, so each station is, you know, produces one weekly governance program every week, uh, and and uh, one debate every month. Okay. Um, so as of 2018, the 15 stations that we worked with had produced 297 outdoor debates. Now the outdoor debates is where they will go outside, and you know they'll be talking to people, um, uh, either from the service provider or from um, uh, government, and they'll be talking about issues that affect people in the community. Uh, in that same year, we had done uh, 1,746 weekly in-studio programs, and these were similar in nature, only that they were in-studio. People would call in and talk to their leaders through these stations. Okay, and over, uh, of course, we talked to over 1,968 government officials and service providers. And I don't know how uh, SA is, but in Zambia it's very difficult you know, to, to approach these leaders. Most of the time you don't get to see them unless it's election time. That's when people are available and you can talk to them. But with these governance shows uh, that we've been producing, is that they're able to bring them to the station and people are interacting with them, asking them about issues that they've promised and, and stuff like that. Uh, the outdoor debates, also a good platform, like this picture that you're seeing, we had a, a member ask the question directly to one of the people that was on the panel, uh, could be government, uh, could be a service provider. And this has been the model that uh, we followed throughout the year. 
Um, then we also did a co-production of a drama series. We called it The Story of Gondo. Now, The Story of Gondo basically wanted to address some, some of the social norms that uh, uh, we face in, in our country. And these were, uh, you know, issues to do with voting on tribal lines, you know, uh, political participation, uh, and, and, you know, uh, issues of corruption, whether people vote because of incentives, because we see that a lot during election time, people are voting uh, for the party that gives them the most stuff. Okay, and also all those people that had, you know, uh, perceptions of who could stand, particularly women. So the story of Gonda was produced and then we saw very good impact. I have a video here that I want to play. Uh, what we've done now with the story of Gondo, it was a radio drama that we produced, but now we've tried to ad animate it. And hopefully, uh, before the end of the year, we'll get it on you know, TV that people can be able to watch it. But I'll just play a little clip of it so that you can see what it was all about. Madam now, Nishi want us to choose just the plates Yeka Yeka tonight, eh? Yeah? Nishi might almost ready, Chairman. I'm at the room from the kitchen just now. Oh, oh. Can you remember? Yes, Bona Chairman. Add some more logs there for. This fire is almost dying. It is half and paper. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. codica. That paper that chap did the rubbish job. If my legs were waking, I would have done it myself. Ah, uh, manje Chairman. Hmm. So how did the cancellor die? Mm. The wife says she just found him dead yesterday in the morning. She tried to shake him, but nothing. Was he sick? Mm, yeah, I don't think so. I was drinking with Zozo two days ago. I don't think he was sick. Ah, yeah. Sad, sad, very sad. Very sad. You know what? One night you are drinking with someone, eh. another night you are at his funeral. Ah, zone. Zozo was a good cancer. Move my wheelchair closer to the fire. I'm called by Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so basically what the story was all about is that, you know, a counselor dies and they're trying to adopt somebody who would stand next and, you know, there's all sorts of corruption. They're wondering, can a woman stand? Uh, you know, what are the advantages? People, will they accept a woman? And it all goes on. So we had produced this drama series, co-produced it with the uh, radio stations and we produce around uh, 23 episodes for season one and another 23 for season two. So good, good success. So, but basically after implementing all this throughout the year, then we did our endline study to show whether those impacted everything that we were doing, you know, the, the training that we were doing, the mentoring, you know, the, the uh, uh, drama that we did. So we did an endline. Basically, the sample was 4,000 with 16 to 55-year-old. 
people that um, listen to radio, and it was national representative. Okay, so when we did this, I mean, some of the things that were coming up is that we had 90, about 96% of the people had access to radio. So in a way, you know, there's still a lot of um, uh, uh, people accessing radio, just the radio itself, and 75% use their own radio. Uh, local communities and commercial radio stations are uniquely placed to provide a platform for diversity of views and voices and marginalized sections of the population. So basically we see that uh, what local radio is able to do is that it's, it provides a, a unique opportunity, particularly for women and you know, younger audiences in rural areas, to express their views. And that's why we thought this was very, uh, very interesting to see that we had people accessing radio that much. Um, in terms of the reach, so these were people that were listening to our governance program. So in the areas that we produced, we had 1,730,000 people that were reached by the governance show. That's about 32% of the population uh, uh, aged between 16 and 55 in the broadcast areas. And you can see those that were regularly reached. And by regularly reached, we talked about you know, people that listens, uh, listen uh, or tunes in at least twice in a month uh, to listen to the governance show. Uh, gender. We can see that there's still more men listening, but in terms of those that listen regularly, we had the women, probably because they're found a home most of the times, um, and the age splits were like that. We could see that majority of them were youth in that area, um, uh, 16 to 24, and those, particularly the regularly reached ones, uh, we had 39% listening to the governance programs. Education, we can see most of them had completed uh, their, their education, at least completed secondary school. 48% for those that just listen, 47% for the regular listeners. And in terms of their income brackets, we could see most of them could not afford you know, to buy durable goods. So we see that it's really low social class that we represented and, and were, were, were listened to these programs. And those are the people that really don't have a voice out there. And they, you know, they depend on radio, they depend on, on what we produce uh, with the partner stations. Um, so why have people listened? So we see that we, we have uh, a concept of using community journalism. So what the, the particular, um, the individual community radio stations have done is that they've employed community journalists that are in touch with the community and they, you know, they collect views from the community, what they would want to listen to radio, what are the issues affecting them, who is responsible, and the radio station brings uh, those people on radio and try to talk about those issues. So there's an issue of community engagement. You know, the community is heavily involved in, in deciding what the radio will broadcast. Okay, better production skills, these come from the different mentoring sessions we've done, the trainings that we've offered them. At the end, the end of the results, we see that there's more knowledge about governance issues and people are you know, more confident to question people about what's happening. Uh, from the session side, we've seen improved editorial uh, skills and of course integrity. At the, uh, the end of the day, we see better presentation, interviewing skills, better uh, scripting, you know, good packaging skills, and, and, and eventually production of good uh, programs. Okay, so some of the views from the people, uh, these factors lead to people listening and engaging. So, for example, that particular view there was from the lead producer in uh, ISO FM. Uh, in up north uh, of Zambia, there's, uh, in Isoka, there's a, there's a community radio station called ISO, and this guy says, we use feedback from the audiences to improve our programs and to come up with ideas for news. When people give you uh, full ideas about what's going on, you can then decide uh, where the idea fits in. From a listener, a female listener in Kabangabanga, another community radio station that is in northwestern province, Kabangabanga is now a household name. 
the air issues that affect our community, and they're here for us. So we see some of these views came from the N-Line survey, the qualitative part that we did, and we see very interesting views coming out from uh, that particular one. So our model basically is that we expect when we expose people to the programs, the governance shows, we will increase their knowledge about issues that affect them. They will increase discussion among them, you know, among the peers. Then we increase confidence in them and a sense of self-efficacy so they can question leaders or they can question people about what's going on. And then that will eventually lead to political participation, either you know, attending these rallies or questioning people about what's going on. So that's basically the model that we follow. Um, so, and some other interesting results from the end line, we see that regular listeners were 1.5 times likely to say that they follow governance issues all the time compared to those that did not listen regularly. 84% uh, of the listeners agreed that the programs had led them to pay more attention to governance issues. Uh, we asked several questions in terms of knowledge on political rights. Uh, for example, 82% of the listeners agreed that they have more knowledge about important local governance issues as a result of listening to the radio program. So these were really interesting results. And we had done uh, regression analysis, you know, uh, uh, held constant some of the values like, you know, education or, you know, religion and stuff like that. Um, some more uh, impacts that we saw, you know, for example, 32% of the regular listeners say they discuss local and national issues with family and all, so the discussion part, so we see that people are discussing issues that affect them, even within the family. Increased confidence to engage in political or civic life, for example, 62% of the regular listeners agreed with feeling confident that they, they could, um, you know, have a good discussion in the community about policies or manifestos of different political parties. So these are some of the interesting things that were coming out as a result of the good programs that they were exposed to. Okay, this continues here. For example, 58% uh, of the regular listeners agreed that they could positively influence politics or governance issues that affect members of their community, either by taking part in a vote or, you know, just taking part to the discussions with the area member of parliament or councillors. Um, and then, of course, we had some good examples um, from the service provision. Like this is an example of Itezitezi where we had a case study of people that didn't have access to clean water and they used shallow wells to collect water. For example, this woman here demonstrated to us how they used to uh, collect water. You know, the really shallow wells, the water was even, I don't know if you can see the color, but it was really dirty water. But they shared those wells with the animals and that's where they got, you know, um, their water for, for basically drinking and cooking. But after discussing this on one of the governance shows, three months down the line, we saw uh, the local authority, and this was uh, the water uh, utility company in Itezitezi, built a wall just within the walls, and, and, and these women would walk very long distances to go and fetch that water. But we saw they built, you know, a, a, a borehole for them nearby to their houses, and they, were, they showed us a, an example of how they were collected. So very good stuff that came out from Itezitezi there. Then, again, an example of, um, uh, this was Kasempa, uh, I think we had uh, an issue of, you know, toilets that were blocked in the market and, uh, you know, the council did not do anything about it. But when they talked about it on the show, you know, made a lot of noise, people were there, they built them new uh, toilets. So we had even an interview with, with the council secretary and he had this to say, we are, think, we are thanking the radio in the first place for airing that program, which they recorded in the market over their toilets. This is because they helped us to know the need of the people in the markets. As you may be aware that as a council, we have plans and, and also priorities, but it is also important to listen to the people. 
so that they can hear what is their priority, they, we can hear what is their priority and what is badly needed. So the radio helped us to know what should be done first in the market, despite having good plans for the markets. So this was an interview with the council secretary. Now because of that show, this became a priority and they fixed the toilets uh, for the people in Kasempa. Um, so, um, in, in other places like Katete, we had, you know, the governance show, press the waste uh, management system to, you know, set up a proper a system of, you know, collecting garbage, and that was done correctly. So here we had a community member saying something. We thank Radio Pangwe for airing the program because it helped us push the council to come and collect garbage. Nowadays, garbage is collected on time, and we do not have to wait for the rainy season to start, they collect garbage on time so that we can enjoy fresh air and clean environment. Interview with one of the community members. So a lot of positive results that we saw from our endline study. Um, okay, again, in Kasema, more examples there uh, that, that show impact of the program. So we had another stakeholder in Chikuni says, by listening to comments on the radio, I have kept tabs on what the people are saying and want and add those to the things of my to-do list. So this is a, uh, some, some stakeholder in, Kasem, uh, in Chikuni, sorry, uh, in the southern province of the country, saying something about the governance shows. Of course, there's been challenges when, you know, uh, doing this model. As you all know, nothing is easy. There comes a lot of challenges. So some of the challenges, Quality of the tourist standards are not always up to scratch, particularly when mentors are not in the station. So we see this happening a lot. You know, the mentors will go there, they're skilled, they, you know, train them, they uh, uh, mentor them on producing good governance shows, but immediately they leave because they're only there for a week. Immediately they leave, after a few weeks, we see the stations go back to, you know, their substandard uh, production. So, and for some stations, I mean, not all of them, some of them really maintain good stuff, but some of them, we've seen this uh, happen. Okay, some stations lack leadership capacity, so you can train, train the team, but the leadership is really, you know, poor, and, you know, they don't hold on to everything that they've been trained on. Uh, some stations may not have the capacity or leadership to maintain standards once the project is over. That's our fear. Once the project is over, we don't know if this will continue for some stations. For some, we know that this will definitely continue. Some station staff leave after acquiring the knowledge, so we see this happening. I mean, some of the uh, community radio stations, somebody trains up to date, because what BBC Media does is it sponsors some of them to come for you know, programming um, uh, courses, and once they get their qualifications, they leave the station. And so the station has to start from zero. So unfortunately, that, those are some of the challenges that we've seen happen with this model. Uh, lack of resources in some stations to implement suggested implements like in income generation plans. We've talked about this, we've trained them how to do them, but once we do them, uh, some stations lack, because remember they're community radio stations, they, they don't have the resources to actually implement some of the things that we've talked about with them. So that's another big challenge that we've seen. Yeah, and basically that's it. Okay, thank you very much. Um, any questions from the floor? Thank you very much. Um, I was really interested in the, you said that the programs had, one of the things you hoped they would do was make people more politically uh, confident. And I just wondered if you did any gender breakdown on that, uh, whether in fact, because often it's women who listen to community radio more. So in fact, they should be getting the most political information, if you like. So does that mean that they also, 
have more political clout or speak more, or, or is there still a kind of pulling back on the kind of power balance? Okay, so unfortunately, I didn't put a slide to show the gender balance, but what we've seen is that uh, there's still more to be done in that area, because even after, uh, even uh, though they listen to radio more, they listen to these programs more, in Zambia we still see women still participating very, the participation levels are very low uh, when it comes to anything to do with governance, and sometimes they won't even have a comment. So I think there's still more, a lot more work to be done. Uh, the men, I mean, they take it up, they'll, they'll talk, uh, probably uh, it could be uh, to do with social norms because women, uh, like in our country, don't always you know, have a chance to speak out, particularly if there are men around. And so they'll challenge men less. If, if it's something to be challenged, they'll, they'll sometimes not talk about it. So even though they've been listening to this, the results actually don't show that women uh, improve it much more, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much for the presentation. And uh, I think uh, radio for social change is very, very important. We have the experience in Zimbabwe, uh, which we had in the late 80s and 90s, where we had what was called development through radio. And uh, we had radio listening clubs. And it was modeled along the, the, the same lines. But uh, it also got support from the Friedrich uh, Ebert Stiftung you know, and, and other partners. Uh, later on, because of political changes that took place, the project came to naught. But what I've realized that is that when you leave uh, Zambia, when BBC World Service Trust, which is now Media Action, leaves, do you think uh, the Zambians are going to be able to sustain this program on their own? Because it's very effective, it's very impactful. Um, so, for some of the sessions, yes, because uh, we've seen some of the sessions take initiative in terms of uh, the, the programs, even when we don't fund them for like three months, they'll continue doing it. But for some, I'm afraid it won't happen. Probably when the project ends, uh, it dies like that, which is the unfortunate bit. But our hope is that, you know, we can encourage them, particularly with the income generation plans that we've been doing with them, if they can generate enough resources to support that particular uh, kind of, of programming, then we would see good results continue. But for most of them, for the most of them, unfortunately, they'll probably die off um, once the project is closed. Yeah. Thanks for the presentation, brother. Yeah, I, I've noticed in Zambia that uh, ever since the new government, the current government came into office, uh, political intolerance has grown up noticeably. Can you describe the environment under which the media operates now in the country? As far as freedom of the speech and the press association are concerned. Okay, so in our country currently, um, I would say the media is slightly free because it depends what you can talk about. I mean, recently we had uh, media people meet and, and try to come up with regulations for self-regulations. But of course, there's a lot of interference from the government, particularly when you're against them. I mean, even when it's not working, because the government doesn't want to listen to things that uh, uh, seem to be against them, even though you're trying to point to them like this is not working. So the, there is a lot of interference, and I think I'd say it's not really 100% independent, but because it depends. It depends what you can talk about. If you appear too much uh, in the face of government, 
then you know uh, journalists are harassed all the time we hear this on the news um, uh, the other time we saw uh, particularly uh, cadres from a political the ruling party beat up some journalists that were covering um, some issues that were going there so we I can I can say that it's not really independent um, and and so journalists have to be careful I think on, on what they talk about so there's a lot of a lot more work to be done there and one of the things that BBC media action is doing is you know trying to to uh, you know, support uh, there's, there's what we call MISA uh, in Zambia. Um, uh, it, it's uh, with the government to try and come up with you know regulations and, and proper ways of, of, of you know ensuring that there's freedom of speech. But still, that is a lot. I mean, even to the meetings, I mean, people that represent the government sometimes will not even show up. So it's really a challenge for for the journalists to work in a free and fair uh, environment. But we're not yet there, for for sure. Um, thank you for that presentation. Um, can you share a little bit more about um, the, how you measure impact? So how do you make the correlation between um, knowledge and content to actual political participation and how you get feedback from um, listeners? So um, from the listeners, what the, the, the model is that we the, the radio stations have created um, uh, what they call listening clubs. And those listening clubs basically just suggest what they want uh, to be talked about. I mean, it could be issues that, you know, maybe there's no water in the area. And once that is brought to the session through the community journalists, because what uh, 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 the other thing that BBC does is that it supports the radio stations maintain those community journalists. So the community journalists will interact with the community, bring news or stories of what they want uh, the radio stations to cover. Once that is done, then they'll, you know, the journalists will formulate a topic or, you know, see who is to be held accountable because of what's going on. And then they'll, they'll open up phone lines during the show. So there's phone lines open, there's SMSs open, and, and also people can send letters. The other thing is that the outdoor debates, the outdoor debates, I mean, they go right there in the community. So they'll, they'll have the people that are responsible for a particular issue, and they're discussing issue. There's people all over, and they give chance to the community to just basically talk uh, to the people. So now you, you notice that in the past, people never had this platform to basically interact with their leaders. Now, the radio comes in to, to provide that platform for dialogue and you know they're talking about issues. And the leaders sometimes come up very open and say, look, we can't do this because there's no funding or we've done this and the funding will go this way. So I think it, it has worked well in, the, in terms of them providing that platform. And we see people becoming more aware of their rights because now they know, oh, so I can actually go question you know, the council about this. And you know, we've, we've, we've heard stories of people going to the council and you know, those council meetings where they invite um, the community members, and they're questioning uh, the, the, those in, in the council secretariat uh, just about issues. And, and that has only happened because they were exposed. Now, uh, the endline, as I said, we did, it was random sampling, uh, 4,000 interviews, just at random, but then we, uh, using regression analysis, you can, you can separate those that have been exposed and those that have not been exposed. But we see higher results on those that have been exposed to the governance show in terms of political participation. Yeah. Okay, any other questions? <laughs> yeah, my dear brother, there is this burning issue in Zambia, the issue of uh, the Barotse ethnic group. Barotse. Yes, that ethnic group fighting for their own sovereign state inside the Republic of Zambia. How, how much have you covered that? 
What is it that you can tell us? What's the role of the media in that? Okay, um, so that will be a tricky question for me. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the, uh, we, not so much has been covered in terms of the Barose uh, thing. Because remember, this model, basically we go into a station, support that station to produce uh, a governance show. But I don't think we've done quite a lot in that area because um, uh, it's a really sensitive area. I mean, the government and the Barossa people, uh, even though they're still under Zambia, it's a really sensitive area, but I don't think we've, we've done quite a lot of programming to cover that particular issue. Um, and, yeah, that, that'll be just my comment, I think, on that. Yeah, unfortunately. And before I go, I do have some copies of this presentation in this booklet, so if you're interested, you can get a copy. And then I have a radio handbook that was made um, by the journalist mentors in Zambia for the community radio stations. I have some free copies here, so if you want to see some of the work that they've done, what they're using to do their mentoring, uh, you can grab a copy uh, if you've not gotten one already.